It's time for the NFL Combine, ladies and gentlemen. And to kick things off, we're going to have a Twitter Tuesday coming up next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Chena, and it is Tuesday. That means we have a Twitter Tuesday coming up, going to be answering your questions. And also, it is NFL Combine Week. So the rest of this week, we'll be talking about stuff to come out of the Combine, Joe uh, Shane and Brian Dable scheduled to speak to the media on Tuesday in Indianapolis. So I'll have um, audio clips and whatnot, some thoughts and reactions to what they have to say. That'll be coming up on new shows. So hope you will keep it here on the Lothan Giants podcast. And before I get into your Twitter Tuesday questions, I want to say thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, or if you're watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And I also want to thank you for this. Now, for those of you who cannot see my screen because you are listening to this podcast rather than watching it, on the latest chartable uh, Apple charts for the U.S., the Locked On Giants podcast jumped up 34 spots to number 70 on the top 100 football uh, podcasts. So again, thank you guys and gals so much because without you, there is no Locked On Giants. There's no Giants country. There is no me doing what I love to do so much. So appreciate you taking the time to listen, to watch, to respond. I know sometimes some of the shows, there are opinions expressed that you don't necessarily agree with, but hey, that's what makes this world uh, go around, if you will. So uh, thank you for listening to the Locked on Giants podcast. Now let's get into your questions here on Twitter Tuesday. All right, Giant fans, we only have a few questions this week. Last week we had a bigger mailbag, but nonetheless, I'm going to answer your questions because they are important. So let's kick off with a couple from email. And I'm going to start with one from Dan S., who is a new listener to the show. Thank you, Dan, for tuning in. I hope you've been enjoying the Locked on Giants podcast. And um, Dan writes, in your Combine preview and other podcasts, you've commented on Daniel Jones's poor reads, bad decisions, making late throws under Jason Garrett's disastrous and outdated offense. From your experience, I were the same issues evident under Shermer's offense because it seemed that Daniel was more comfortable in that scheme and delivered more big plays. Um Thank you for that question, Dan. And again, thank you for listening to the Locked on Giants podcast. My feeling with Pat Shermer's offense was that it was a little bit closer to what Daniel did at Duke. So the margin for error, I don't think, was as big as it was um, with Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett ran more of a of a stick route concept, more of a downfield um, concept. Um, Pat Shermer kind of limited stuff, if I remember correctly, to a part of the field to help Daniel become acclimated. Now, that being said, um, Dan, I still say that Daniel Jones was rushed into the starting lineup before he was ready. 
I did not think we would see Daniel Jones start until at least mid-year, maybe a little later, kind of like the same pattern that Eli Manning followed when he was a rookie. But because the Giants went 0-2 and and because Pat Sherman was dying to open up that part of the playbook that Eli Manning just could not run because he doesn't have the mobility, boom, they rushed Daniel Jones in there and they didn't look back. And in retrospect, well, actually, I thought it was a mistake then. In retrospect, it still is a mistake because you wonder if Daniel had had some more opportunities to sit and learn, could they have maybe opened up more of the playbook with him where as opposed to limiting him to, to say a part of the field, maybe he could have seen the entire field and, and explored that a little bit better. So just, I don't know, really disappointing to be honest with you um, with uh, how that all played out. But look, Daniel did the best that he can. He still does the best that he can. I don't think we should give up on him necessarily. And let's see if Brian Dable and Mike Kafka can, together a system that is going to take advantage of what this young man does well and look if Daniel Jones doesn't deliver this year if he gets hurt or you know just doesn't you know the same problems pop up then you move on it's it's you know enough's enough at this point so all right thank you for that question let's go to another email question this one comes from Colin O who asks with the addition of Brandon Brown the philosophy of evaluating talent becomes more more worldwide. Uh, he spoke in his interview with Bob Papa about looking at Canada, rugby, etc. Um, Giants tried that international route with Sandra Platzgummer and Nate Abner, but that hasn't planned out. Um, let's see. My okay. My question is: How do you think? How deep do you think the Giants will search for players outside the normal realm and give these athletes a shot? All right, Colin, thank you for that question. I just want to clear up uh, a couple of quick things from your email. Number one, um, Nate Ebner came down from the Patriots. Now, yes, he was a rugby player, still is, I believe. But um, he was also a football player that Joe Judge wanted on the Giants. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know that I would count him in, in the list of, you know, looking under you know, every little nook and cranny to find, um, you know, a, a, a football player. Um, as far as Sa- Sandro Platzgummer was concerned, he um, was awarded to the Giants as part of the International Pathway Program. So um, what that program is, is every year there are players from, you know, within Europe who played football over in Europe and they take part in this program and then the pathway program awards them to a uh, division within the NFL. I think it's, I'm not sure if it's on a rotation or chosen at random, but um, I know when the year that Platzkumer was uh, awarded to the Giants, um, every team in the NFC East got a, got somebody from the, the international pathway program. So that wasn't, I, I wouldn't really count that as the Giants scouts uncovering Platzkumer. That was more or less a different branch of the NFL doing so. So uh, that said, regarding your question, let's see what this what this group does. I believe Brandon Brown when he says, look, you've got to search the whole wide world for football players. If you are determined to win and if you are all about doing your job right as a scout, you just don't you don't limit yourself. You leave no stone unturned. And I believe this group will do that. 
Um, obviously, we'll have to see what they turn up and if, if they do go ahead and do it or if they're just talking. But, um, you know, I don't know how detailed the previous regime was with looking outside. I don't think the Giants necessarily had an international scout that I know of. Um, I don't know if they sent people over to Europe to scour, um, you know, the NFL over there or not the NFL, football over there. They might have just relied on the International Pathway Program. So um, I'm curious to see what this regime does because um, I could see them maybe appointing somebody and sending somebody over, you know, to Europe and maybe even to Australia to to serve as a scout over there. So, uh, but thanks for that question. That was a pretty good one. I appreciate you. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go to um, the Twitter questions now. Let's uh, kick this one off with, uh, David Langston, when do you think the cuts will start happening? David, I'm anticipating they're going to happen any day now. I mean, look, they have until March, I think it's March 16th, to get underneath the salary cap. At the combine, usually uh, GMs and agents get together. They discuss things like pay cuts. They discuss things like contract extensions, so on and so forth. I think that's there's going to be a lot of activity, a lot of discussion going on this week, in addition to, you know, the Giants scouting prospects. And then we're going to start to see some moves made. So sit tight. It's coming. Um, it has to come within the next, you know, uh, the next three weeks or so, because, uh, you know, if they're not under under the cap limit, um, they're going to get penalized. So, all right, Giant fans, you are listening to the Locked on Giants podcast with Patricia Trainer. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, more of your Twitter Tuesday questions. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline.net is also the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news, whether it's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, plus your favorite Vegas games. Head on over to their website today and learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I am Patricia Trena, and we have a Twitter Tuesday today. Not a lot of questions, but we are going through them nonetheless, because whether we've get uh, over two dozen or we just get a few, they all will get answered as long as they are reasonably asked. So uh, happy to do that. And uh, let's kick off um, this segment with a couple more from Twitter. Uh, Satoshi, Satoshi Guacamoco asks, uh, I think it would make sense for the Giants and Jets to swap both first round picks. So the Giants get number four and 10 and the Jets get number five and seven. Reason being, Giants can get the second best O-line at number four where the top two O-line might be gone by number five. Satoshi, I don't understand your question. Why the Jets need offensive line help, too. Why would they want to swap picks? I mean, dude, you've got to explain this question to me a little bit better because I don't see the logic behind it. The Giants and the Jets, they both need offensive line help. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. 
So it's, it's the, something, I, I don't know if you were limited because it was a tweet and you weren't able to attack on, but dude, ex, do me a favor. Send me an email, LockedOnGiantsPodcast at, at gmail.com and explain what some more of your logic here, because it doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. Um, all right. Next question comes from Adam Garrison. If the Seahawks offered a deal to the Giants that Shane deemed fair for Russell Wilson, would it make any sense for the Giants to even consider, as with many other holes on the we have to adjust and our cap situation? No, Adam, listen, I love you, man, but this whole thing about Russell Wilson is a pipe dream right now. The Giants don't have the cap space. The Giants have a ton of needs. You know, if Daniel Jones isn't their guy, you start over next year in the draft. You know, hopefully you get yourself in a position where you could trade up if you need to. But Russell Wilson, you know, he's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's time that, that you know, we forget about the possibility of him coming to the Giants. I don't see it happening in any scenario. I don't care if it's, you know, for tri- for draft picks. I don't care if it's, you know, if Russell Wilson, you know, agrees to, to play for the minimum. You've got to fix the offensive line. You've got to fix parts of the defense that are deficient. Russell Wilson is a luxury this team cannot afford, and I can't even make cap space to fit Russell Wilson in. And believe me, I've looked at it. So, no, I, I don't see it happening. All right, uh, let's see. We've got another one here. Let's see. This is Eric Lund who writes, I like the option of bringing in Trubisky as a backup, but might that increase a potential quarterback controversy that that's more trouble than it's worth? Oh, very good question, Eric. I like that question. So, um, and, and it's not just related to, to Mitchell Trubisky. It could be to any decent backup quarterback. So um, here's the thing. Could it create a controversy? Maybe. I mean, it depends on how the coaching staff handles it. Now, let's say, God forbid, you know, Daniel Jones gets injured again and his backup comes in and he plays well and they win games. You know, then, you know, would the coaching staff say, okay, you know what, Daniel's healthy now. We're going to go back to him or do we stick with the hot hand? That's where I could see a potential controversy coming in. Um, so, yeah, I I could see where it could become a problem. I would hope it wouldn't if that if it came down to that. But but yeah, you're always going to have people who are going to take sides, especially in the locker room. And I think it would be up to the coaching staff to kind of manage that so it doesn't create a problem and split the locker room, you know, unnecessarily. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Thank you for that question. Appreciate it. All right, Jay and fans, we have a few more coming up on today's Twitter Tuesday. Stick around. We'll finish up in just a moment. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars and trucks, there's only one place to find everything you need quickly. 
for your vehicle and that is at rockauto.com rock auto is a family-owned business that for over 20 years has offered competitive pricing on thousands of parts for every make model and manufacturer check out their website today and don't forget to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices and they ship direct to your door why would you go anyplace else so check them out today that's rockauto.com all right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast Twitter Tuesday. We are getting you ready for the combine. The workouts start this week on Tuesday as you are listening to this or, you know, depending on what time you're listening to this, uh, there will be the media sessions coming up with um, head coach Brian Dable and general manager Joe Shane. So this will be the first time we hear from them since they were hired at uh, and introduce at their press conferences. So looking forward to bringing you all that reactions. And of course, I will have coverage for you all week long over on Giants Country. Hope you will check that out as well. All right, we have a few more Twitter Tuesday questions. So let me make sure that I get to all these. Let's see. Blunt Newman wants to know if Thibodeau falls to five and the Giants take him, would the Giants go online with number seven or cornerback in your opinion? Blunt you got to give me names, man. I got to know who's on the board. I can't just randomly say, oh, they'll go O-line at, at seven or cornerback. I need to know who's on the board in order to answer that question. Um, so, you know, you're welcome to send me that question again. Give me some specific names and tell me who's on the board. And I'll tell you which is the better, better value in my opinion. Okay. All right. We got another one here from Adam Garrison, who... Darn it, he wants off of Daniel Jones. He does not want Daniel Jones as the quarterback here. Uh, Adam asks, personally, I feel that a trade for a Kyler Murray fits the team's timeline better than Wilson. I feel like a trade for Wilson would still leave us two years away from competing. Would Wilson have anything left in the tank? I feel Murray being younger may. Okay, Adam, again, I can't make it any clearer, dude. They're not trading for a Kyler Murray. They're not trading for a Russell Wilson. They do not have the cap space to fit those guys in. They have other bigger fish that they need to fry with that offensive line, with the defense. Dude, I get it. You don't like Daniel Jones. I totally get it. But give Daniel Jones the benefit of the doubt here. Who knows? He might turn out to be okay with a stable offensive line in front of him and a stable uh, offensive system in there but you know look the, it, 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 bottom line they don't have the cap space to do this so you know I don't care which quarterback you plug in there Aaron Rodgers uh, Josh Allen um, Justin Herbert I don't care which one you pick the Giants aren't making that trade I just don't see it I'm sorry all right let us see if there are any other questions I'm just going through my Twitter account real quick. Okay, Adam, let's see, Adam Zenzer. If the decision was yours, would you pick up Daniel Jones's fifth-year option? Why or why not? No, I would not, uh, Adam. And the reason for that is because now when you pick up a fifth-year option, it becomes fully guaranteed right away. Whereas in the past, it would be guaranteed for injury and then I think it became fully guaranteed the following year 
on the fifth day, I think it was, of, of the uh, the new league year. If Daniel Jones goes and gets hurt again, if that neck isn't healed properly, for example, or he suffers another injury and I've picked up that fifth-year option, guess what? I am now on the hook for over $21 million. I don't want to be on the hook for over $21 million for a player I may or may not have. All right? The answer to me, Adam, is you let him play out this year. You see how he does in Brian Dable's system. A system by the way, that is going to be catered and tailored to what he does best. If he does not take that next big step that everybody is hoping that he will take, you move on. It's that simple. And you can't do that if you have guaranteed money locked up in a guy. Now, if he does take the next big step, what you do is you extend him. You're going to give him a new contract anyway if he takes if he shows that he can uh, be your guy. So you want the first year of that new contract to be um, to be low, all right. You don't want to have whatever percentage of the cap. And I know right now I think the Giants have about 92 million in cap space, but that's going to change next year. That number is going to go down. You don't want the guy having to eat up all your cap space if you don't get a contract done. In time, by the new league year, you franchise tag them to buy yourself more time. And you work to get that number down. So that's how I feel about that. Okay, so thank you for that question. All right, do we have any others? Let me see. I think I got them all, but let me just double check. Okay, yeah, that's all the questions for today. I told you it was a small batch, but a good batch as always. So uh, thank you, everybody. For tuning in thank you everybody for sending in your questions and again don't forget all this week we're going to have combine coverage i'm going to try and grab some guests including some nfl insiders i'm working to try and get you guys an nfl insider on the show so that we can kind of see what kind of scuttlebutt pops up um and uh we'll just have as much coverage as we possibly can so uh thank you for tuning in to the Locked on Giants podcast, making us your first listen of the day, your first watch of the day. And we will catch you everybody tomorrow.